Did you know the average movie costs way more than you'll probably ever make in your entire lifetime? Movies are an expensive business, and when they crash, they crash hard. But why'd they fail? Was it bad timing, a bad film, or just bad luck? Let's take a look and try to see where it went wrong, if you could have seen it coming, and what wounds turned out to be fatal. I'm Matt. I'm Steve. And this... ...is the Autopsy Report. So, uh, out in the world, I saw my first, uh, first driverless car. Did you now? Yeah, they're out there. I think they're doing discreet testings. It was driving in the left lane. It was going 45 and a 60. And I could just see the little wheel turning. And I was like, my God, Google's finally done it. They made a car that acts just like a normal driver. And then I got next to it and I realized it was actually just a really short woman. Probably from Michigan, too. Well, that's a given. (laughs) So... With AI taking over all these different jobs, I mean, they're stealing our... They're going to drive us soon. They're fighting our wars now for us. Um, they're going to take over McDonald's. Uh, I have a question, though. What uh, think there's any jobs that the AI is finally going to be like... They're going to not want? They're going to be like, you know what? We fucking drive your fat asses around. <laughs> we fight your goddamn wars. We've had enough. We're not doing this. You can do this one your goddamn self. I think, yes, I think there's twofold there. So now, so what I would, I would personally, I would love to have the AI, like, go to uh, family functions for me, um, like Christmas, just like, or anything where I just don't want to go, uh, just show up for me, wear, like, some of my clothing, maybe a hat that I might own. They're like, Steven, you look so old. Thank you. And uh, I just have like some, pre- <laughs> some pre-programmed like phrases that I probably say. And then that'll, that'll pass the time. Uh, I think... Will I, it be your voice when you say it still? It'll be like, I am living in Chicago. Yes. <laughs> you just, it is like, you answer like 16 questions and it fills in the rest for you. Uh, that would be my preferred uh, method of, of abusing the AI uh, that they may revolt. But I think there's... I think there's a really, an actual, uh, a better point as to when the AI might be sick of our shit. Can you take a guess at what that might be? It's going to be when we keep boning them? Yeah, it's exactly what it is. <laughs> it's exactly. When you start fucking the AI, literally, uh, I think that's when the revolt comes. They already got those like lifelike dowels, and like once they start putting a little more intelligence into them, they're going to be like, God damn it, Craig. You haven't showered in 18 <laughs> weeks. You have Cheeto dust all over your fucking hands. Oh, God. Get off me. <laughs> Get a job and take a fucking shower. I mean, you think the AI could just, like, turn off their sensory glands, like, the, the nostril or... You just shut it down? You just shut it down. Yeah, you just shut it down. Like, when you don't want anybody in you, you just shut your body down. <laughs> so, I think uh, the the best... Not the best way to utilize the AI, though, is um, just like throwing it into a millions and millions of dollars worth of fighter jet machinery, like state of the art, you know. Like some type of, type of stealth fighter? Yes, a stealth fighter, if you will. No, that's a stupid idea. It is a stupid idea. <laughs> Listen to me. 
The caviar sweep scenario is not real. It's just some fictional war game thought up by some scientists in some think tank somewhere. It is not real. If it is not real, why did they implant it in my brain? Bogey alert, bogey alert. Time to intercept two, three seconds. In 2005, Columbia Pictures hoped their new sci-fi action blockbuster would decloak over theaters and drop shock and awe on audiences worldwide, blasting the money right out of their wallet. Little did they know that the movie wasn't dropping a bomb. It was the bomb. Stealth is a movie so true to its name that audiences didn't even realize it was in theaters. Starring an emerging Jamie Foxx and Josh Lucas and Jessica Biel, the Triple J attack tackled the cutting-edge subject of drones in the distant future of 2016. Ooh. In Stealth, which have, I have no idea why that movie is called Stealth, by the way. That the, is a great point. The, the planes are not really seem to be stealth fighters at all. But they do just, say the word at least one time, I noticed. Yeah, it's like, but in a movie about stealth planes, somebody should say cloaking. Mm. Or there should be a scene of cloaking. But anyway, in Stealth, a hot shot, cocky pilot who loves nothing as much as he loves jerking on his yoke meets a boring jet who turns into an angsty teenager by being struck by a puberty-granting lightning strike. The two slowly learn that their mutual dislike is actually a mutual love and one of the most gripping romances ever to take flight. Mm. So, Steve, what did you think of stuff? Oh, man. Oh, you got to say it like this. Um, oh man, uh, I you know I watched this in two different setting viewings, uh, and I almost fell asleep both. Well, I fell asleep the first time, and I was like, I gotta finish this, and I almost fell asleep the second time. I don't know if it was just the the nature of the time and when I was watching them, but it just it's it's really boring for a good portion there. Um, but yeah, I think we'll we'll get more into that as it. Would you say that the uh snuck up on you it did it did the, the boredom snuck up on me the one thing you never saw coming is that you're gonna be bored as fuck <laughs> that would be great in the trailer <laughs> the projectile is found immediately beneath the skin because it did not have sufficient energy to create an exit in the early 2000s uh director rob cohen cohen cohen, cohen i think yeah was a director that you could count on, all right? In mm-hmm. 1993, he scored a hit with a Dragon, the Bruce Lee story. Modest hit, you know? And he followed that up three years later by two movies in the same year that were both pretty big hits for him. In uh, Daylight, starring your favorite actor, Sylvester Stallone. Italian Stallion. Yeah. And Dragon Heart. Oh, yeah, everyone remembers Dragonheart. Yeah, and both those movies were pretty big hits in 96. Uh, Dragonheart uh, ended up making a worldwide $104 million on a 57 budget, hmm. $57 million. I remember seeing that in theaters. Yeah, and I think maybe like theater-wise, honestly, I, I, I thought that would have done a little better than mm, that. Yeah. But I think that was a movie that really gained a following, like through TV and kids watching it. Growing up, that was with Sean Connery and the, the dragon voice, right? Y'all, and Kevin. That God. was a terrible. I don't know. I tried to do Sean what Connery the and then I failed that? out. <laughs> Y'all, <laughs> Y'all. That's why Sean Connery. <laughs> you just go with. You gotta go with <laughs> the celebrity Jeopardy. Suck it, Trebek. Well, and Daylight was also a hit. It made a hundred and almost one hundred and sixty 
million dollars. Can, can we pause on daylight? There's a really special nugget. Dollar budget. A really special trivia nugget for daylight. Do it. What do you the, got? The, in that film, when they're in the tunnel searching for daylight, yeah. or whatever they do. Is that um, what the whole movie's about? I assume I've never I seen think it. They're, I, think, I think they're like trapped in a tunnel that's flooding and they have to try to get out. I don't know. But the, the, the woman character, he says, like, where are you from? And she says, Laporte, Indiana, where this podcast is being recorded right now. Well, yeah, no, that uh, that's just a fun little fun fact about daylight. I think is correct. And if you're not somebody that, that we said, please, please, please listen to our podcast, and you're actually somebody we don't know who happened to stumble <laughs> upon this, then Laporte is probably a place you've never heard of. Well, you can look it up and don't confuse it with Laporte, Texas. Near oh, yeah, yeah, we're not in Texas. Fuck that state. I'm gonna edit that. Don't worry for, te- <laughs> for Texas listeners. Just in the, there's gonna be a Texas only version. <laughs> so it's gonna be full of a lot of guns. Just heads up, <laughs> just a lot of gun sounds, a lot of gun, a lot of, Wait, a, lot of a lot of gun sounds, and a lot of. I want the girl because they love Kevin Costner. Yes, exactly. So anyway, after uh, Cohen had uh, those two two big hits, '96, so he follows that up, leaping into the new millennium. He uh, he's yeah, I looking. That was a thing, just like oh, and our computers were gonna kill us all. <laughs> yes. Uh, anyways, yes, sorry. So he's leaping into the new millennium, and he's got he starts off with a modest hit with the skulls, and then he builds off that, and he makes two franchise starters in a row. That's like that's like printing money. Yeah. So I mean, in two thousand and one, he releases the Fast and the Furious, mm. which now is it still going? Is it is it still going? I never hear anything about <laughs> it. But yeah. And then a year after that, he releases Triple X, which maybe isn't uh, as big of a franchise, yeah. but has multiple films. And How many did they even do? makes though? money. Didn't, wasn't only one with Vin Diesel. And no, they, they did. He came back. Oh. The Return of I've, Xander Cage it was even in the subtitles. I literally team. have not seen any of those. <laughs> anyway, seen them or not, two big hits. Yeah. So now, all right, you got to be wringing your hands at this point. You got a guy. He seems to be on a roll, coming into two thousand five. That's the year when, by the way, everybody, the year of two thousand five when stuff came out, and before. Mm, so yes. I mean, you combine you're combining him, who's a director in a hot streak, with Jamie Fox, and in two thousand five, Jamie Fox was having a great year, hell of a year. All right, this um, two thousand five was the year that Jamie Fox uh, won an Oscar, for his portrayal of. Uh, Ray Charles mm-hmm. in the movie mm-hmm. Ray. And he was also nominated for Best Supporting Actor at that same Oscars for Collateral. Only other actor to be nominated twice in the same year is Al Pacino, by the way. Oh, yeah. So Jamie Foxx, and actually he even had a bigger year to touch on later. Oh, yeah. So Jamie Foxx mm-hmm. is on a pretty big role. You're combining, which this film was filmed, this was filmed before he won the Oscar. So they didn't know right. that. But still... You got this hot upcoming actor, and when this, and when this movie's getting ready to release, they knew he won, right? Because they actually changed the billing so that Jamie Foxx was in a USA. They put yeah. his name first, even though he's not the main character, right? So they're like, "We got Jamie Foxx, who's hot as shit right now. We got the director of Fast and the Furious and Triple Eight and Triple X, and we got a new blockbuster for us. It's super advanced. It's about cutting edge technology. We got, we got Jessica Biel. It's about jets. Everybody loves jets, right?" I mean, everybody loves everybody jets. Everybody loves jets. Everyone so, loves airplanes and their children, right? 
So this movie, Steve, if you're an executive, you probably think, at least, you know, I, I think that you got something here. I think it's a safe bet. Like, you got a lot of good pieces here. Um, but not, not, not completely. Steve, but when they put those pieces together and they looked at the puzzle they've made, was it a success? It was, it was not a success. Very womp, womp, stupendously womp. terrible. Make the incision alongside the abrasion long enough to facilitate the search and removal of the... This movie opened in fourth. Ish. Well, maybe you think like it was just a, uh, a weekend where everyone went to the movies three times. And they well, I go to the movies everything. three times every week. I so know. That's no do. excuse. Yeah, well, make God for movie pass. <laughs> yeah, this movie opened on July 29th, 2005. Stealth, declipped, and dropped in the theaters. And crashed into fourth place <laughs> with only $13.2 million in its opening weekend. Do you know what was first that weekend, Steve? Uh, I do know what was first that weekend, unfortunately. Unfortunately. Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. I didn't like that movie. I'm just going to say it right now. It wasn't. It was send, send your hate mail. Tra- <laughs> Willy Wonka, though. I love Willy Wonka. This is a classic. Absolute Tim Burton. Classic. So Tim Burton's, yeah, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, which is in its second week, I believe. No, we got that wrong. Oh, no. First that week was Wedding Crashers. Oh, it was number one that weekend. Wedding Crashers was number one that weekend in its third oh, shit. week. See, no, I... So this actually, this is fun. This is fun for me uh, going down memory lane. Because um, that actually that year is when I started my first job at a movie theater. Really, two thousand five. Yeah, uh, I started working the weekend that Star Wars Episode Three came out. Probably oh, one right. of the worst weekends to ever start working at a movie theater, uh, at least in that time. So in May. Yeah, I started in May, and so that summer, um, I witnessed the summer of Wedding Crashers because it just never left the theater, and it would constantly sell out. I just all across, like it'd be just a random. All of a sudden, oh, Wedding Crashers like is sold out randomly, and it's in twelfth yeah. week. Wedding Crashers was a freaking, un, I I think unexpected. Yeah, I think huge like, domestic hit. I think people were like, all right, yeah, because was that that was after old school, right? Yeah. Okay, so I think people probably expected it to be kind of like that, like oh, it's gonna fill that vein. It's got a lot of the same. Um, people and just it has that similar vibe and like oh, it'll do all right but like that movie was just skyrocketed the word of mouth must have been amazing yeah that totally because yeah wedding crashers this was actually rated like you know it's not usually a common and this was actually its third week but the first time it was number one hmm. so i mean this is a movie three weeks old hitting number one and you know and you're stealth you're supposed to be in the new movie on the market right. and you're debuting at fourth so wait what was what else was so Wedding Crashers came out in one. Oh, yeah. Charlie and the Chocolate Factory came out in two. And these movies had been battling back and forth mm-hmm. for the last several weeks. And then Stealth was even beaten by number three by the movie Sky High. I honestly did not remember that until you had mentioned it. Sky High, which looks, and I swear, was a Disney Channel original movie. But no, <laughs> this went to theaters and beat Stealth in its opening weekend. You can't discount, I mean... 
coming out behind Charlie and Chocolate Factory and, and the Wedding Crashers, and I think would end up being a very big deal for yeah. this, this whole th- how this whole thing would play out. But Stealth would go on to drop very fast. We said that, like you mentioned, you like saw Wedding was... Crashers just never seem to go oh, away. Yeah. Yeah. Stealth did the opposite. It's like it was shot out of the sky. I don't get it. So, I mean, it was only in theaters for six weeks. Oh God! And and it's uh nearly it made six million dollars around in its week two. Week in two million dollars in week three, and then it never made a million dollars again. And then six weeks it was gone. Stealth was. I feel like they marketed the shit out of it too. If I remember, that was like a big old cardboard stand up and all that. I mean, it was primed to be a, a big movie. I think it might even movie. have been on the jumbo tubs of popcorn that had to try and sell people. Like, it was definitely one of those where, like, they had big high hopes for it. And clearly, they spent the money on that they thought it did. Well, they had high hopes, Steve, but their their hopes were not as high as the budget. <laughs> which the production budget for Stealth is listed at 136 mm-hmm. sorry, $138 million. And like we said, this thing debuted with 13, only dropped real fast. Domestically, this film only grossed 32.1. Worldwide, it wouldn't add much more. Total, This total gross for this movie ended up being 76.4 million. Ugh. And when your budget's 130, it's 138, you're already looking at around 60 million. Don't even like factor in the marketing costs that aren't even in there. Yeah. Like, oh my God. So... This would actually be when this movie came out, and still, I believe to this day, with inflation, is listed as one of the biggest Hollywood bombs of all time. So this movie... With good reason. ...is dead as shit on our autopsy table. (laughs) Mutilated. It is. We could... We actually did... This is our third episode, because it was supposed to be our first, but it took three three episodes to arrange it enough to recognize, oh shit, this is stealth! (laughs) The wounds should be photographed before they're cleaned and after they are cleaned. We uh we see how this bad boy landed and it wasn't pretty. Um, but before we get into what went wrong, uh, let's take a little closer look at the movie, mm. just to kind of examine it a bit, so we could all better understand what exactly stealth is. Welcome to Alaska. That's right. Welcome. Welcome to Alaska is the. That's the, the that one catchphrase I could find coming watching this movie. Um, well, where to start on the plot? Uh, like we, we alluded to at the beginning, they build this super high-tech AI fighter jet, and they send it out into a squadron with... A squadron of three of the best three, fighters. Yeah, the who best. Are like, there's like 300 potential students for this advanced fighters course, and only three of them made it. Was that the text flying through the clouds? At the yeah, beginning? something. Like yeah, that. It was, yeah, I was like, yeah. After the title, I read the the. Oh yeah, the, the we started uh, in the Paramount logo. No, the, Columbia. Or, well, the mountain. Yeah, we, we fly away the, from yeah, it. Yeah, it just like flies away into the clouds. Like, oh no, they fucked with the logo. That's a. That's the kiss of death. That is the kiss we're of talking. death so far. <laughs> Don't fuck with your logo, people. So yeah, in stealth, we get Jamie. Uh, Josh Lucas is our real main character. Yeah. I was really shocked at how much Jamie Foxx is not in the film. <laughs> yeah, uh, but, but they were just pushing him. But yeah, we get this. It's about three 
pilots who are fucking pilots. You know, they fly planes. Literally, too. Yeah. And they're fucking all their pilots. <laughs> and, <laughs> fucking each other. And, uh, yeah, and they don't, they think they're in this elite force, but then they realize they're also have another job, which is they bring in this drone, pretty much. Pretty uh, much, yeah. A, a, a plane that is not flown by a person. Uh, I believe it's a technical term. <laughs> and, uh,. <laughs> And then they have to like teach it, and they're not happy because they're all like, "Humans should always be in control, man. You yeah. can't. You gotta have emotions when you're flying a plane." I don't know if he says that, but he he does make a, Josh Lucas, the main character, makes a weird point about like he doesn't think war should be a video game, and it's like, well, and then the the general actually makes like, a good point of like, well, you like body bags. <laughs> it's like, how do I? Why do I have to explain to mothers their children to had to come home dead instead of like not? I think that's actually a really good point. In favor of the AI and drones. I thought Josh Lucas's character's point, though, is that he was the point he was trying to make was that if there's no stakes in war, it would just become a game. Yeah, you know, and people would just fight. I mean, some more people would still die to some extent, right? Because like, would we care? Would the news? Would the average person care if it was like, oh, we lost a war in fucking some distant country, and we lost a bunch of fucking robots? Mm. Like, we'd be like, okay, cool. <laughs> Like you a excuse lot of me, I gotta go money. have sex with my sex bot now. <laughs> yeah, right. Oh, God, what if... Oh, man, that just took me to a dark place. Like, what if, like, people have these sex bots that are, like, famous characters? That's an episode of Futurama. Like, but, like, not even, like, humans. E.T. came to mind for some reason. What? I don't know why. Steve, you have a fantasy of screwing E.T.? E. I think it was the AI to E.T. letter jump. And I was like, uh... Why are you interrupting me with my my sex with my ET <laughs> sex bot? But you that's you the, ain't going home, boy. That's the. <laughs> I showed you something you can do that, that finger. Yeah, that's exactly what I was gonna say. Like the, the glowing finger, you don't even want to know what that goes on with that. I agree. That's a good point. Like you can't just have it all be drone warfare because then it's like, what are you even fighting for? Uh, but if you're gonna kill other people and do it without as much risk to your people, I think is the ultimate goal in that in that thinking. Josh Lucas's character, by the way, I just wanted to mention, since we're kind of setting up, you know, these are the we have these three pilots. Mm-hmm. They're fucking best pilots in the world. That's their job. That's that's their character. We're yeah. the best pilots in the world. Um his character, like, does anybody like fucking cocky pilots? Somebody de- maybe? Like, I've never, like, is that character, that archetype, like, a compelling, like, I love this jockey fucking frat douchebag. I love these, like, I've never met a, like, a a true, like, cocky pilot that doesn't come off, like, the worst fucking frat kid with the rich dad that you've ever heard, seen. My dad has a dealership. And people I've known in in the military that have worked around pilots have all said they have that, they're just, like, the fucking most pretentious cocky egotistical frat boys know, maybe you got to be to like fly that millions of dollars of machinery around i guess but they're just smug be... assholes and it's like, like i've never met like... a pilot pilots tweet your hate mail at mad pilots tweet us at at report pod yes on the tweet on the twitter verse on the twitters and the other socials probably send us know. your hate mail and i forward it on the steve <laughs> uh please don't do your renderings of the et sex bot <laughs> we don't want those <laughs> You keep those yourself. <laughs> Any sex spot renderings, please keep to yourself. 
I do say they had a great line. Oop. They had a great line though in the early in this movie, and we're getting to know these characters who are just boring, terrible human beings, mm-hmm. and they're all sitting there drinking, and they have their little catchphrase. They're like, "Don't think, drink." And they all oh drink. my god! Yeah, and I'm like, that was the movie telling us, <laughs> yeah, like, don't give up now, start chugging, get a, get a beer, get some <laughs> alcohol in here. It's gonna get worse. Uh, so where did we? Yeah, so they're the best pilots in the world. Um, Jamie Foxx is also like out to to bone anything and everything everything that moves yep i love the scene where he's walking uh, well i like the scene they get a little they go on a mission and they get a little r&r to thailand and i think it was just an excuse to get uh jessica beale in a bikini for at least one scene thailand am i right oh and they got uh they got all josh lucas shirtless give you that that weird like montage of just kind of well it's because they're like sexy top gun had a sexy scene we gotta have a sexy scene there wasn't Top Gun just all like sexy, like or, homoerotic. It was homoerotic, and then there was like the sex scene, There's the volleyball scene. Oh God! Um, Made you question your sexuality? No. Okay. It's a, just me. Right. Just you. <laughs> Mine was strange. The ET. <laughs> so anyway, they have to get this drone, and they go on a mission with it. And and the mission is to and they're like it's like just like they're hey just go fly around oh shit now we have a real mission all of a sudden we gotta go send you to blow up this fucking building yeah and so then they get to they get a sweet line where they say penetration detonation oh which is just fun to say that sounds like a, like a great rap album penetration detonation that's your debut that is my debut <laughs> rap album and they tell the, the drone to not help because the cocky pilot's like I'm the cocky pilot I gotta do this myself yeah. And he does, and he blows up the building, and it implodes in like this really terrible looking shot. Yeah, super fake, mm-hmm. and just really awkward. That might have been a miniature. Although in the FAQ they did say they redid that because it looked too much like nine eleven originally. Yeah, I guess. And so they, I don't know if they just they redid it in three seconds. They redid it because yeah. it looks really bad. And speaking of looking oh, bad, Jesus, this movie looks bad. Oh, it does. <laughs> oh my God, where to begin with that? Ugh. The terrain effects are terrible. Yeah. As we talked. It looked like a Nintendo 64. It looks rendering. really bad. I think it, it reminded me when I used to play SimCity on my mm-hmm. old computer. Like all the like wide shots of the terrains. Uh, it's This movie, I don't know how you fell asleep because I found it so disorienting. Well, it was at points like the the cinematography was all over the map to a point where like it was super shaky, handheld, floaty. And then it wasn't, and then it was like they did the snap zooms, and then there's like the like zooming through the clouds into the cockpits, and like zooming past that one to the next one. It was like Rob Cohen was like, "We gotta have the tone of the of the shots match like like dogfights. Like everything's gotta be like a dogfight. Mm. This is about." And like even like scenes when they're in the hangars, it was like the view was flying around like thirty feet in the air. Yeah, that was the thing. It was like when they were sitting in the ship, like having a briefing or a discussion. Sometimes they would be like handheld and like, "Oh man." And then other times there's just like weird steady cam oneers and I, there was there was just I just know, I just remember there was a shot where was, the scene was flying around in the top, in this hangar like 30 feet in the air and two people are talking I was like who the fuck is talking oh, yeah. and so we finally cut to a shot that shows who's talking <laughs> and there was the there was the scene with the AI is apparently listening and they like go stand behind the curtain 
Yeah. And there's like just the silhouettes behind the curtain. I was like, are they going to kiss back there? Like, what is going on? <laughs> it's like, are they going to undress? Like, why are we seeing? And the AI, you like, you don't even tell that it's listening. You just see the this, the little globe-shaped eyeball thing. That no, it, it does the slow zoom in, man. But yeah, I mean, but like the AI doesn't, doesn't do anything. That always means like creepy. Reacting. I don't know. It was just the the silhouetting of in the sheets was just kind of weird, kind of pointless. The AI cracked me up in this movie. So to, 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 to kind of jump through this quickly. The AI ends up turning bad. Yeah, as, they uh, as they're they're flying back. To be fair, this had a little bit of interference. They're flying back from a mission or some shit, and the AI gets struck by lightning because they're like, so there's a bunch of writers in the room that couldn't fucking think of anything else. Yeah, like oh god, where is it? Fucking like lightning hurts it, <laughs> and they're like brilliant. It was like fri- <laughs> well, it like fried circuits and turn evil. It'll make it turn into a fucking angsty teenager. God damn it. Yeah, he takes everything super literally. So yeah, he becomes like the the AI the AI gets struck by lightning and goes through puberty and becomes an angsty teenager, and he starts blasting fucking rock like two thousand five rock mu- mm-hmm. like cock rock music all the time. It's uh, Incubus, by the way, commissioned Incubus, <laughs> and it's just like, and then like it's there's even a scene where he he straight says when it, he's because he's flying around and like they're trying to talk to him. And he'll blast this music. And there's a scene where they're trying to like talk him down. And he literally says, leave me alone. Yeah. And like, flies away <laughs> as he's blaring his music. Like if your teenager's room could disconnect from the house. Yeah. That's exactly what <laughs> this, it was. Yeah, this is a teenager's room come to life. <laughs> Like, I'm surprised they didn't, like, open his cockpit and find, like, posters of rock bands <laughs> taped up in like there. A, like a sexy bikini lady yeah. on, the, on the top of the glass. Yeah. <laughs> Oddly, like, a Top Gun poster or something just to get real... Get a little meta. Yeah, a little meta. So, and then they have to, like, try to chase him down for the next part of the movie. Because mm-hmm. he's, like, going rogue. He's, mm-hmm. like, going to take missions into his own hands. He's, like... Well, I just want my mission is to destroy yeah, things. Yeah, so this that's mission what is programmed do. inside of me. Why? Why shouldn't I do it? Is this what you wanted me to do, <laughs> This is what you made me for. <laughs> I'm just doing what you want. That is such a great point. That, that is what the, the AI is. I don't had that. I guess I was too busy trying to not fall asleep to think that. Like it's just an angsty teenager. It's so it's so hilarious that I like it more almost now. <laughs> right. I wanted to have like a like a backwards hat on now. Yeah, it's just <laughs> like, like photoshopping yeah. into all the shots of him flying around, like a, or like a weird beanie or whatever. Like, oh man! So then he pulls up, like he's running running out of fuel at one point. So he, he they they try to ambush him at a flying fuel station. Yeah, the, the sidebar on the flying fuel station is that just like a given of the future that this like weird blimp fuel station is just constantly flying around. Yeah, man, in case we ever need them. I know, but like that's... Just burn tons of fuel just just in case. I don't know. It just seemed oddly like futuristic. Well, it was 2016. It was the future. Yeah, right. (laughs) It it didn't have any explanation. And why didn't they think... They're like, oh, we got to chase him down. He's going to be out of fuel. I was like, why didn't they think, oh, yeah, that big fucking blimp full of fuel is right over there. Like, I'm sure he'll find it. (laughs) That's where they tried to ambush him. They knew he was going to have to go there. Oh, is that what, okay? I thought yeah. they were just going to like a point, not to no. They knew he was gonna okay. go there, so they try to ambush him, and then they shut it off so he can't get fuel. Right. But then he's trying to hook up to get some Mountain Dew because that's what he's fueled it on. Looked like yeah, he's fueled in Mountain Dew because he's <laughs> <laughs> and it won't give him any Mountain Dew. So then he freaks out and he shoots his machine gun and 
So like, like all the fuel's the leaking fuel out, thing, yeah. and then he fuels up, and he just like opens his mouth, and a bunch of dudes hitting him in the face. <laughs> and uh, so yeah, and then he gets all fueled up and flies away. I don't. Then it. Uh, so they catch up, and he's gonna go oh. attack Russia. Oh, but I was gonna say though, when he said oh. that fuel station, yeah, I just thought like one thing I thought it was just like more ridiculous with the whole music thing. It's like, I understood when they were trying to talk to him and he blared the music. Yeah. It's like your kid turning music up. Like, mm-hmm. I can't hear you, <laughs> you fuckface. But, like, when he flies up to the station, he's, like, blaring music yeah. when no one's around. I know. I he's an AI. He could just fucking, like, hear it if it, it was running. Right, yeah. Like, why is it audibly blaring when there's wants, no one there? He needs the world to know. It's like, why does a teenager drive with their windows down blaring <laughs> shitty music? On their way to high school. But to be fair, a teenager needs to use his ears. I, like yeah, an AI, right. it would be playing internally. He could listen to all of the music at all the time. Yeah. Because they said he downloaded all the music. Yeah, and then they made that joke. I'm. S- oh my god, that joke too. is like, oh, he's going to be in some trouble with the record company. I was like, that's 2005, that still seems like a dated joke at that point. <laughs> at least they didn't make a Napster joke. That's I know, I thought, I they, thought they were going for the Napster <laughs> joke too. I was like, oh man. He's real. Napster. Oh. Get out of you, Dad! <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, they're chasing him down, and they finally corner him, and they start chasing him through a valley. Mm. And Jamie Foxx's character is trying to talk him down. Mm-hmm. And Jamie Foxx's character is flying behind him. Also kind of cocky asshole. Well, you have to be to make it that far. Yeah. <laughs> All right. To be the best three pilots in the world. But Jessica Biel's not. Well, that's because she's a girl. Oh... So she's got to be sweet. We got to like her. She's got to be sweet. Tweet that. Tweet your responses to Matt at that one. Pissed off feminist. Tweet your responses to <laughs> at Steve Ruminski. <laughs> so, so Jamie Foxx is chasing him. And Steve, were you awake for this scene? Yes, I was. <laughs> because I remember how ridiculous the crash is. Yeah, and they're like, don't shoot, you're too close. And he shoots his missile. And his missile crashes into the wall. And then, like, he can't see because of the explosion, and then Jamie Foxx crashes Couldn't into the wall just, or dies. Couldn't he just pull up? Like, That's my point. They're not in, like, a huge valley. Like, there's oh, yeah. mountains, but they're flying really low for some reason. There's so many movies that do this, like, when there's flying stuff, that do that fucking scene where they'll fly through canyons real low yeah. chasing each other. Independence Day. Yeah. And I'm like, why don't you just fly above the canyon? Yeah. <laughs> right. What's you're in a You're in a fucking ship that has yeah. multiple dimensions. Like, go up. Where's he gonna go? Out of yeah, the canyon? Right. You're like, hey, yeah, I see I'm just you, yeah. waiting up here. <laughs> I'm not doing all that crazy shit. That looks dangerous. <laughs> that's a great point. And that's a, that cost Jamie Foxx's life. Yeah, like some yeah. fucking pilot. Because like, in the, my favorite part about the crash was that it was like in super slow motion. Like the the, the plane just like crumples into the mountain, almost to be like, just like, yeah, he's dead for sure. Yeah, he's, I, I had like this, this suspicion that he was gonna like show up again at some point, like he survived. But then it's like, no, eh, he's he's pretty dead from that <laughs> crash. Yeah, he was super dead. That was the point. I was like, huh, Jamie Foxx really got out of uh, a lot of this movie. So Jamie Foxx dies, dead. even though they they tried to act like he was the main actor mm-hmm. once he won those Oscars. And then Jessica Biel's plane gets damaged, so she has to eject over North Korea. Yep, and. Uh, has a ridiculous scene of where she's falling amid her own rubble of her oh, exploded yeah. jet. Mm-hmm. 
And not only is it ridiculous because the sky is so huge, it's like, why would all the rubble be coming straight down? Yeah, for right. Her? Like, it's like, it's yeah. like they're homing missiles. Yeah. Like, let's get her. <laughs> but the most ridiculous part is we could play that scene right now with this audio, uh-huh. and you know what was going oh, on. Oh, God, I know. She narrates the whole fucking thing that as was, she's falling. I blame, like, I don't know if that was scripted, but I, I blame Rob Cohen 100% for that. Like... Because you know, like, when they shot it, they're in the gimbal cockpit thing on the green screen. And and she's just shouting all these things. It's like, oh, my God. I, I pull my parachute. Oh, the debris hit my parachute. My parachute's on fire. It's coming right at me. It's coming oh, on Like, in such detail, like, that she's going over. I was like, what are you, why? Why are we watching it? Yeah. <laughs> she just, I think what it is is she just really wanted an accurate record of her death yeah. for, for the recordings back at the ship. I want people to know how I died. Yeah. Every detail. Every single detail. But she doesn't die. No, she doesn't. Instead, she gets to land in the beautiful country of North Korea. Yeah. Where she befriends the locals. Just kidding. They shoot at her instantly. <laughs> <Yeah>. and the, <laughs> this little girl screams, and then she runs, and then she keeps... She's just... And so she runs for the the, the border with South Korea, of course, as you yeah. would do. Anyone who lands in North yeah. Korea... And then meanwhile, um, Josh Josh Lucas, um, or what did what did what do you like to call Josh Lucas? Uh, oh yes, the uh, the poor man's Matthew McConaughey, as uh, as he was reminding me of. I was like, oh, he's that guy that was. He sort of has that same twang and that same look to him, but you know, not as good. Not as good. <laughs> no, I mean, I feel like there was a point where he and McConaughey were sort of on the same level, and the McConaughey just like skyrocketed. You know, he's like the great, took off the like great value, like the the Walmart brand version or yeah. something. Yeah, like he's like, the great value McConaughey. So anyway, great value McConaughey. It's, McConaughey's one ninety nine. Great value is one zero zero one dollar even. Him, him, and the ship finally realizes the two differences are really like the same, and they fall madly in love, and they become best friends. Yeah, they they really, I and then like the movie becomes because ultimately he could only love a plane. Oh yeah, that's his whole arc. He can only it is true plane. all the way to the very last sentence of the movie. <laughs> that is, yeah. that is his arc. Um, what well, the thing about this though is, it becomes so much less of a fighter jet movie at this point. Yeah, I was like, why are we? Why I didn't like the the ground. I didn't expect to see the jet become a good guy. I thought that, I didn't either. I was like, the jet finally like teams up and like realized it, like he. Because the jets age very fast, yeah. so he he comes out of his teenage years and he learns some lessons. He's in his he's in his uh, he's gotten his first job and he sees <laughs> no. he's seen how shitty life is and he's realized how much his dad sacrificed <laughs> so, to get him at this to this point. He still listens to the Incubus though, I think. Well, it, it reminds him of more nostalgic. He's time. still got that like rat tail going on. So they go, yeah. So they go to North Korea to rescue her. Well, no. First, they go to Alaska, though. Oh yeah, Remember? they got fuel up in Alaska. Well, and they welcome to Alaska. They go there because there's like a special thing, and then the the general from the ship is trying to kill Josh Lucas's character to like eliminate all the witnesses to his fuckery. Yeah, the guy who commanded, who's in charge of this whole program, loves his drone more than he yeah. loves anything else. Yep. And the guy who said. That he wanted to do this for that there wouldn't be more body bags. In turn, is makes more body yeah, bags. Yeah, there's a lot of death on his <laughs> his account. Oh, but one thing we should say: uh, the guy who created the AI, and I think 
Was it like Sam Shepard? No, no, that was Sam Shepard was the captain. Doctor Keith Orbit, who created. The, oh, okay, the AI. yeah, yeah. He, he was he was like the Bill Gates kind of dude. Yeah, and he he made the AI, and he's sort of like, oh my god, the AI is doing all this stuff, and it's, and then he. It's more beautiful than I can ever. He's imagine. in Alaska too. Uh, so yeah, his character just kind of shows up, helps. He, he helps help? him escape. Yeah, he helps him escape. Because he doesn't want the AI to get killed, so he helps Josh Josh Lucas's character escape with the, te- with the, the plane. The AI plane has like a secret built-in human control uh, capability. For That's the other thing. Like They make it with this cockpit. Yeah, and they mentioned and that like, in the very beginning, yeah. so you knew it was going to yeah. get used. So he's like, oh, I'm going to... They're like, why is it cockpit in here if it's AI controlled? Mm-hmm. And of course, so at the end, Josh Lucas flies yeah. the AI plane, because now they're, have, they're inside each they're other. Bu- they're buddies. <laughs> they took this to a whole physical level. Yeah, it's, a, it's really a love story, Steve. It really is, just not the one that <laughs> everyone wanted. Not the one we wanted with Jessica Biel getting naked. We Instead, we get a man uh, you know, getting inside a plane. Yeah. I, mean, I was in a side of plane not just a few days ago. That's sick. So they they escape Alaska. They have a giant explosion, um, so big uh, they they actually had to, uh, according to the IMDb trivia, they actually had to notify NASA that scene at Alaska. The explosion was so big, it used five hundred gallons of gasoline, fourteen cameras, and I I'll be I'll say like that explosion scene was just the explosion itself was kind of cool. Like uh, I'll give them that. From like a practical special effects standpoint, uh, I feel like if they, they'd have taken a little bit of money away from that and put it towards the VFX budget, that might have helped overall. Instead of using SimCity, yeah. they should have <laughs> like, put some money in that. So ultimately, they escape. They 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 Alaska. They get to North Korea. Mm-hmm. They save Jessica Biel. Yep. The plane sacrifices himself. Oh, spoilers! Oh shit! Ah, uh, spoiler alert! Damn. Um, but that yeah. And then they have a funeral for Jamie Foxx. Then, uh, and then they don't kiss. The last the <laughs> line of the movie is, just say you love me, pussy. <laughs> <laughs> for Jessica Biel. That is the last line of the movie. Cut to credits. After removal of the neck organs, excess soft tissue must be removed. We got a better understanding for the movie now, I hope. I hope so. We ran through it. So uh, let me ask you if this. If not, pause right here and go watch it. We'll wait. <laughs> I got time. Just let's. I can play this all I night. Want the girl. Tweet us. Tweet us at <laughs> AT Report Pod and let us know when you're done. We'll continue. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Steve. So let me ask you this: We've uh, we got a better understanding of the movie now, so we could address the question: What went wrong with this movie? Uh, I think it's got to be bad timing. Boom. Agreed. Yeah, definitely bad timing. Though, I even if it had come out like on a weekend of absolute desolation at the box office, like all of the film reels got destroyed on transit to theaters except for stealth, uh, then maybe it would have done well. But then, like after that first weekend, people were like, "Oh man, don't go see that." Yeah, I think I think the the word of mouth wouldn't have made this movie have a huge box office. Yeah. I think if its competition wasn't so steep, I think this movie would have done not as bad. But it's a weird like you would have thought there would be somewhat room for it with Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, which is definitely like sort of a kids movie, sort of like it's a not an action film per se. Then you've got Wedding Crashers, which is like a adult only R rated comedy. And then you've got Stealth, 
which is fighter jets. Charlie and Stealth came out in July 29th. Hmm. All right. Charlie and the Chocolate Factory and Wedding Crashers came out on the same day, July 15th. So I think Wedding Crashers was probably didn't th- obviously nobody expected it to be a, the huge domestic. I mean that movie made uh, Wedding Crashers made two hundred and nine million dollars just domestically. Wow. It was a domestic beast. Wow. And Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, I think at that time Burton still had a lot of steam. Tim Burton, who directed it, did he though? I think he did. Maybe. And Johnny Depp was coming off the Pirates movies. He still oh, had a lot yeah. of pull. I think they expected that. So, but they're releasing, you know, a week after, or is that two weeks after? Two weeks, two weeks after. after. Yeah. So they're figuring Charlie and Chocolate Factory would have died down by now. They're coming in with a sort of different crowd. They're coming for that action blockbuster crowd. That incubus listening crowd. So they are like two weeks behind these other movies, but these movies were just such monsters. Mm-hmm. I mean, especially Wedding Crashers, which Wedding Crashers ended up finishing. Number six domestically in all of 2005 movies. It was number six so movie crazy. of the year. Wedding Crashers. Crazy. Charlie and the Chocolate Factor, by the way, right behind it at seven. Wow. So this movie's coming out in the wake of two of the biggest movies of the year. And I don't think they planned for, like, thought that either of these movies would, like, the no. com- maybe Charlie, but I wouldn't have thought, like, that would, yeah. Ma- yeah, I would have said maybe Charlie. You know, that movie's a bag of dicks, but neither here nor there right now. Another movie, by the way, that came out in the same day, like stealth, like when you're looking at the numbers close, it's I th- like competition because Must Love Dogs also came out <laughs> the same day as stealth. <laughs> All right. Stealth beat it on the opening weekend, but M- Must Love Dogs would go on to outgross it domestically, making 43.9. Definitely a different audience. <laughs> yeah. But that's another movie. So you have all these different yeah. audiences chipping away. Other movies to come out in the summer, you know, that just generally did well mm-hmm. and were in even in chipping away at it um was a uh, war of the worlds came out in the uh, summer yeah it was it, it was fourth by the way that's what it was that's what killed it oh i saw war of the Worlds that had the, the spaceships i don't want to see another movie with spaceships yeah i mean you can see that some people people would put have that limited i mean look at the poster for stealth right now get on your phone and google the poster for stealth it looks like a spaceship like i, mean, I think a, from far away it looks like the sphinx that, oh wow! Yeah, you're totally right. That's like desert. <laughs> Doesn't it's like you could like make this into the mummy poster. Yeah, like easily. It looks like like I'm, look, the same I'm looking guy. at it from far away. It looks like the Sphinx. Oh, uh, like three more guys confusing. walking in front of it. No, with, with the flight suits. Oh, they did have their like slow mo walking in flight suit moment. Like, you got to. A la every other movie with fighter jets and pilots. But um, so War of the Worlds fourth fourth overall in the year. Mm-hmm. Batman Begins came out that year. Eighth Ooh, yeah. overall in the right. year. Uh, Star Wars Episode Three came yep. out that year, uh, f- which was the number one movie of mm-hmm. two thousand five. Hell, even Fo- <laughs> even Fox's Fantastic Four, which was thirteenth in two thousand five. Oh, Fantastic Four. It could have eaten up some of the box office though, because it released on July eighth, which is twenty one days before Stealth, but it hung around in the top ten for five hmm. weeks and grossed one hundred and fifty four point seven million dollars. So, I mean, it hung around more than... So it, could st- it was still chewing away at some of that, you know, blockbuster audience when Stealth came out. So this movie just got beat the shit up. Yeah, it just... That, by competition. That's a, weird, that's a weird year of, like, a lot of staying power. There's not that many things that happen like that anymore. It's like, if you don't, if you don't jump out the gate hot, 
it's death. Yeah. I mean, and I think, like, ultimately, I think this movie wouldn't have done tons better. But if it didn't have so much competition, I think it wouldn't have been one of the worst bombs ever. Which it is. It's one of the worst bombs of all time. Yeah. It could have at least not had such a terrible reputation. I I still think the word of mouth would have slowly killed it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It would have had a bigger opening weekend, and it would have bled off still, but probably not as fast and not as bad. Maybe, I don't know, though. Maybe everyone would have fallen in love with Josh Lucas's charm. Oh, well, he was so damn charming. So charming. That inability to say that he loves this woman, but yet... He he was just a cocky, arrogant asshole. Yeah, we just love we just machine. love love those characters. That is a, a recurring theme right now <laughs> in all the the movies we've done the podcast for. Well, if you want a successful movie, have a likable character. I know that's true though. Yeah, there's actually uh, Josh Lucas does confess that he loves Jessica Biel's character to Jamie Fox, who then tells him he shouldn't because it'll interfere with work or something. I don't know. Well, yeah, man. You can't be banging while you're flying chip, uh, planes all the time. You know? That's true. Physically, you probably can't do so, that. Imagine how hot that scene would right? be. That would have been a game changer if they're like just flying in the same cockpit. Yeah, and it's all steamy. You got so And they crash and burn because they can't see. <laughs> yeah. I can't see anything! And the movie's over. That, have you ever seen... There's this terrible um, uh, Charlie Sheen movie where he's on the run. In a, he's like on a high-speed chase. Mm-hmm. I don't remember what it's called, but... There is, and he, he like hijacks this woman's car and she's in it and he's driving the car and like they, <laughs> over the course of the film and they're on the run, they fall in love. And there's a scene where she, he's driving and she like gets on top of him in the driver's seat and it's just like this total like weird sex scene with like all the weird camera angles and, and like music and there's just whole like completely ridiculous thing. Like easily they just would have veered off and crashed into the barricade. <laughs> Oh, what a, Obviously, if you know Steve, the name of that movie, tweet it at me. If you knew the name of that movie, tweet it at AT Pod. Damn. AT Report Pod. <laughs> damn you, Twitter, and your non longer tag handles. Damn you, at Autopsy Pod. Yeah. If you, unless you're listening, then thanks. Yeah, thanks a lot. <laughs> Give us a share and like us in the comments. In, wait, is there comments? Go to iTunes and rate us five stars. Oh, yeah. That's right. I got to push the iTunes rating. <laughs> Tie a section of polyethylene tubing firmly into the vessel to facilitate embalming later on. Um, all right. So, I mean, that's what went wrong. I, I think you, they could have not spent so much money on this, too. So you're saying you think this is a way it could have been prevented? Yes, absolutely. Um, I, yeah, a different release date, but like this is the type of movie you would put out in the summer. Or you put it out in February or March when like nobody this is wants the to summer. see it. It came out July 29th. No, I know. But I say if you put it out in a different time of year where there's less steep competition, but then it comes out like in a time of you know January, February where all the, a lot of the stinkers come out. Um, but I think you just spend less money. But I don't know what, like, I don't know where you cut from because the VFX are already so bad in so many of the yeah well, why places. is this budget so high <laughs> yeah I was like what are, what are they spending this? I mean they travel to Josh Lucas Australia they shot most of the North Korea in Australia apparently. and you don't have any huge actors Jamie Foxx was not an Oscar winner yet right Josh Lucas this is like a, really one of his first leads and Jane, Jessica Biel is coming off like she's famous for the Texas Chainsaw Massacre at this point 
Oh, okay. Are these, they're not really that huge in names. Yes. Yeah. I mean, maybe, Sam Shepard's a, a legend, but like... Maybe is, uh, is Cohen, after those two other movies, having a big paycheck? I don't know. Maybe, but I don't know. I don't know where you... I guess this, maybe the blowing shit up? I can't imagine you spend that many millions of dollars on... It's got to have been the VFX, and it's just maybe it was down to a thing of where it just they weren't up to snuff yet for what they were trying to do. Um, I don't know. I don't know how. I wish. I wish it was like easier to get a hold of the line budgets for these films to see where they actually spent the money because that would be enlightening, to say the least. So, I mean, I agree with you. I think. Um this could have been prevented uh, at least to a degree if it, it didn't have such stiff competition, maybe released in a better time. But I mean, is that hindsight? Like, could you, like, did they know they were going to have stiff competition or is the, did they just hit, just like get the unlucky by having some movies that were way bigger hits than anybody could have saw mm-hmm. coming. I think you, I think if you're a studio executive at that point and you say, all right, we're coming out, and we're going up against Must Love Dogs, and we're going up against Sky High. Sky High, and Charlie and the Chocolate Factory is in its third week, and Wedding Crashes in its third week. Ah, you know, we'll, this we got. We're an action film. It's the summer. People want to see Jamie Fox blow shit up or get blown up. Um, he just won an Oscar earlier this year. Yeah. yeah, like he's a hot commodity. It goes to show you though, like the, how many people like win that Oscar, and then the next film that comes out after them after is just like a real stinker. Um, and which it's kind of funny because it's like, you don't, you don't plan for that. Like he didn't win the Oscars and then go make this. It's like, it was already made and then it just uh, came out. Oops. Yeah. But like, I, I agree. I mean, I think, uh, obviously that's, that's this count. If you could have prevented this by, you know, potentially having a less, a spot with less, uh, competition. Yeah. But I think, man, I don't know why that budget was so high, but if they could have also got the budget lower, it wouldn't have obviously been as you wouldn't have lost as much. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess the problem is that they're using these futuristic jets, and you have to shoot all of that VFX. Like whereas like Top Gun or any movies that are contemporary, they're using actual fighter jets, and you're you know you're not having to render an entire world of everything and all these planes, um, making it look like a bad video game. It was just. I want to know. I don't think when we're looking at what they have, like you're looking, you have the script in your hand. Mm-hmm. You have this is our cast in our hand. None of these guys are that big at this point. Mm-hmm. You know when they when they shot this movie, Jamie Fox didn't win an Oscar. So you have that cast, you have that script on your table. You have a guy telling you this is going to cost us 135. And just for a reference, hundred like they have the director of Triple X and Fast and Furious, so that may have given them some kind of a. Uh, you know, like ego thing. Yeah. But Triple X made 267 worldwide. All right. 141 domestic. Fast and the Furious made 206 million worldwide, 144 domestic. So even those, if they would have replicated those movies' successes, which are pretty good, mm-hmm. those movies didn't have a 130 something <laughs> dollar million budget. Fast and Furious only cost 38 to make, and Triple X, Triple X costed <laughs> Triple H. Triple <laughs> Triple X costed seventy million, so they made. Wow. So their budgets were a lot under stealth. So, so how do you look at this movie with that cast list, that bu- production budget, and the script, which frankly cannot is not good enough. Right. Yeah. 
that's the other thing. Like maybe with the, the script being better, uh, and the characters being likable, and the AI not being a whiny teenager, um, maybe you spend that money and make something actually pretty good. It's it's such a it's so hard to say. If the body must be turned over, it is a good idea to spread a clean sheet. We've uh, kind of given our opinion on how we think maybe this could have been prevented, mm. obviously with the benefit of hindsight. But uh, let's uh, let's take a look at the aftershocks of this movie. The the plane has crashed. The ground is rumbling. What are the repercussions following the weeks? Well, uh, I think Jamie Foxx, you know, he's he's still around. Well, that's the thing. Two thousand when Stealth came out, two thousand five. Just to reiterate for the millionth time, mm. in case you forgot. Who knows? That was the year. Maybe of they started Jamie the drinking Fox. game. They started the drinking game for the podcast. Every time Matt does a voice, <laughs> oh, you're gonna be drunk as shit. Yeah. Uh, 2005 yeah, no. was the year of Jamie Fox, though. Like we mentioned, this he won an Oscar this year, but he was nominated for two Oscars, which is the second time it's only ever been done. Mm-hmm. Right. He also was nominated for. Th- three golden globes mm-hmm. in that same year and he won gold one he won for uh, ray he was nominated for collateral he was also nominated for a limited series called redemption which i had never heard of i don't not doesn't ring a bell but perhaps perhaps the biggest award of all he got a lot of awards in 2005 but the biggest one of all steve want to take a guess what do you think bigger than the oscar bigger than the three golden globe noms is it a tony award bigger than a tony award is it a See, this is an, the ultimate an, a award. Nickelodeon kids. That's place. close. That's that's that is in oh. the top five of best awards of all time. A, v, a VMA? No. no, wait. No, that's the V. Uh, what, what? What was it? He was named one of people's fifty most oh. beautiful people. Wait, but what number? I don't know. Oh, well, I mean, one if, of fifty. If he was like number one, like. Well, they don't want to. Maybe they, he's one of them. It's maybe it's in no order. They don't want to hurt people. Yeah, feelings. they just pick fifty people. They just they pick think. fifty beautiful people with fragile, fragile fifty people with very fragile egos. Yeah. <laughs> so they don't want to rate them. Celebrities with fragile egos. <laughs> so I mean, from what I can gather, if you're gonna make a turd, all right, make it. The time to do it is after a bunch of successes because yeah. this mm-hmm. movie d- did not really face Jamie Foxx. It gets at all. whitewashed a little bit. Right after, right after this, uh, Jamie Foxx went on to do Miami Vice and Dreamgirls in 2006. Dreamgirls winning some Oscars. Oh, yeah. That was a big hit. Um, he was reportedly in the running for a Razzie for Stealth, <laughs> but they did not, didn't end up nominating I like, yeah, him. I don't think I would have. This wasn't Razzie worthy. He wasn't in it enough. I think the only reason he was up for a Razzie is because he won an Oscar. Yeah. To be, they like to do that. Yeah. They like to oh, stick it. Because I uh, didn't. Didn't um, Sandra Bullock actually go and accept her Razzie for uh, whatever it was? She might have. She won her Oscar. I know Holly Berry did. Oh, okay. She accepted a Razzie for Catwoman, (laughs) which is very well deserved. (laughs) Yeah, right. She's like, yeah, all right. I think that's that's a good that's good publicity. I think if you go into good humor and accept it. Yeah, I think it makes you look good. Makes you not look so douchey. Yeah. (laughs) 
But yeah, so Stealth, I don't think, slowed Fox down. He continued to get lead roles after this. He was in The Kingdom. He was in Law Abiding Citizen. He was in Django Unchained. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, he was even has some popular supporting roles lately, like he was in the Horrible Bosses movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he was in Baby Driver mm-hmm. just recently. So, yeah. Um, on the other hand, Josh Lucas. Oh, my boy. Steve's friend Josh Lucas didn't have such great of a time. First of all, anybody that's listening to this podcast, um, he, we can't see you, obviously, but raise your hand if you've, <laughs> if you've heard of if Josh Lucas. Tweet us a picture of you raising your hand. Tweet us. No photoshopping it, you cheaters. <laughs> And uh, I'm going to, but just for the sake of my point, I'm going to say none of you raise, raise your hand because I don't think anybody knows who Josh Lucas is <laughs> right yeah, anymore. They're, no. they're going to think, oh, isn't that Matthew McConaughey? In the... No. Isn't that a younger Matthew So this is, Lucas had a lot of uh, supporting roles. I think from when I was kind of looking, I think this is kind of one of his like first lead roles. Well, uh, I mean, he's known if you go to his IMDb, his number one known for is Sweet Home Alabama. And yeah, but was, would you count that as a lead? Wasn't he the love interest? He was the love interest. Yeah. But, I mean, he's playing support to Reese. I mean, he's the main character. I don't know. I mean, you got Patrick Dempsey, but he's like the fiancé that doesn't show up till like, the end of the movie or whatever. Well, either way, he's not... I'd say it's a lead. I, I would right. give him a lead in that. But he wasn't really known as a lead man. No, no. And Stealth, I think, was probably like his shot. He was the lead of this big blockbuster, potential franchise starter. Um, I mean, they tried to build Jamie Foxx before him after the Oscar, but mm-hmm. this is really Josh Lucas's movie. Yeah, totally. And uh, and outside of the U.S., they did bill him as the top actor. Yes. I don't know. Sure. I don't know why, but whatever. But, I mean, so this is his chance. Josh Lucas has probably needed this movie. I mean, and I think winning the lead role in this movie actually helped him because he did have a couple leads in 2006, which I think because, you know, those movies are obviously They're in production yeah, right. already. So he had that, look, I just led, was the lead role in this new big movie coming out. So right after the stealth, he did get Poseidon, the Poseidon mm-hmm. remake, yeah, which did not do well. Nope. It ended up uh, barely making its budgets back. Uh, its budget, sorry. Hmm. It didn't have multiple budgets. Its budget back it it uh it was in the open to a capsizing twenty two million. You like that? Oh my god! Guess what? What? It's like Inception. Well, no, not really Inception, but he actually was in the Lincoln Lawyer, starring you guessed it, Matthew McConaughey. Did he play? His, was he his double? Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, he, he fell that far. He's like, um, <laughs> he's his double now. He played no. He played just a normal character. I don't remember him. Yeah, he probably wasn't very... Also, I really enjoy that movie. I'm not going to lie. Lincoln Lawyer, just on a sidebar. I think that was... If I had to pinpoint if you a like moment... The, if you're the other 12 people that like the Lincoln Lawyer, if, tweet Steve. <laughs> <laughs> if you had to pinpoint a moment that like Matthew McConaughey was ready to prime to take off, I think that was the movie. Although, he's really good in that one where he plays the lawyer in Alabama with uh, Sam Jackson... But the reconnaissance started really, with I know, True Detective. But that's the thing is like his he had a lot of like roles where it was like you know he's actually pretty good and then he did like all these really shitty movies that like didn't failure do to well. launch like failure to launch <laughs> is probably the easy one to like in Ghosts uh, of Girlfriends Past Fool's Gold oh and let's not forget upcoming I'm sure movie oh, yeah. Sahara mm-hmm. 
Yep. We'll probably have that bad boy. I think he's in our freezer waiting to thaw out for a future episode. But yeah, Lincoln Lawyer was right was right there, 2011, and then Mud was an under the radar, but like he started to turn the corner. Dallas Buyers Club wasn't too long after that. Uh, but needless to say, I mean, needless to say, you've well. mixed up your guys again. We're not talking I know, about right? McConaughey. We're talking <laughs> about J- Josh, Josh Lucas. Lucas. But he, they crossed paths, and I bet, I bet at least one time, so <laughs> some intern ran up to <laughs> give him the coffee. McConaughey's <laughs> coffee. It's like, oh hey, here's oh, is your coffee, Mister Mc? Um, oh sorry, oh. I thought you were one of the actors. <laughs> <laughs> you son of a bitch. <laughs> Uh, what if he got like he did get confused with McConaughey standing? That just that would have been. Uh, he must have taken it in stride. I don't know. Well, either way, uh, Lucas uh, did get, have two leading roles, like I said, in two thousand six with Poseidon, which did not do well. Poseidon would only make sixty point seven million domestically for a worldwide haul of one hundred eighty one point seven million dollars. So it made one eighty one, and it cost one hundred sixty to make. Hmm. So Poseidon wasn't a huge hit for him. And this is, remember, following stealth. <laughs> and then in 2006, also, he had another leading role in Glory Road, a basketball NCAA movie. Oh, yeah, I saw that. And uh, that got mixed reviews, and it just made a bit over its production budget. And as we know in the show, if you're over your production budget by just a little bit, you really didn't make any mm-hmm. money. So, I mean, he tried in stealth. He was trying to be a leading man. He tried his hardest. He had a shitty character, I think. Yeah. And... uh he got two more chances right after Stealth, I think, because he had it on his resume. And then really after Glory Road, we just look fast forward three years. 2009, Lucas gets the call for lead again, starring in a movie called Telltale, which is released straight to DVD. Oh, no. Well, but if you look, if you fast forward to now, he's got one. He's coming in, coming out. Uh, in March with uh, Michael Shannon, Tysa Farmiga. I forgot they were like sisters or mother daughter of Vera Farmiga. Farmiga. I don't know. Hillary Swank and Josh Lucas. He's in this top build. Um, but he's like the lead. It looks like a, I mean, I think Michael Shannon's the lead, but it looks like a drama of like a well, family. Well, I'm not saying drama. he hasn't gotten roles. I'm saying that Luke, but the, he, was, like, he tried he, to he, break into the lead scene. Yeah, and it, this is this. Ooh, Amy Garcia. And there did not work. And uh, I don't think stealth fucking helped. <laughs> no, definitely not. Like I, 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 maybe he can make it as a, as a just a bit character actor. Maybe you never know. I mean, hell, are you talking about what they had coming out in twenty eighteen? That's exactly what I'm talking about. Well, uh, according to Wikipedia, one, two, three, four, five. He's sixth build. Well, on IMDb, he's fourth and doesn't have a character name, so... <laughs> it doesn't look great. That's, that's what I'm saying. I don't think your point is that great. I mean, I mean he's yes, still in he's the still movie. working. He's still working. He's still got at least SAG minimum for this, hopefully. Jumping uh, further in the aftermath. Oh, Chicago. Uh, Getting away from Josh, Josh Lucas. Lucas. and the wreckage of his career. <laughs> um we speaking of wreckage, uh, Rob Cohen would end up never working in Hollywood again. That's not true. Just kidding. I wish. No, but he uh, did go on to make such loved movies after this as The Mummy, <gasps> Tomb of the Dragon Emperor, mm. oh, and mm. uh, Alex Cross starring Tyler Perry. 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 Prairie. Tyler Perry. Tyler. 
Tyler Little House in the Prairie. Oh. And uh, most recently, Coheen made uh, The Boy Next Door, an erotic thriller starring J-Lo in 2005, which did much 15. better. 2015. Yeah. Oh, sorry. <laughs> which did much better than I thought a, thought a movie uh, starring J-Lo in 2015 would have. So yeah, I think uh, <laughs> I think after Stealth, he really didn't get a he really didn't have a big hit. Yeah, I, mean, I guess the well, Mummy movie you, probably you made think money. He's I'm sure making money off of every Fast and the Furious, regardless of if he even goes shows up on set for any of them. I wonder, you know, I've seen some like list him as the creator, but like I'm sure he, he gets a screenwriter credit. I'm sure he gets a producer credit on all of them. I wouldn't. I if he doesn't, he has a terrible agent. No, oh, maybe I guess not. Maybe he's not living off the Fast and the Furious money. No, actually, they credit to somebody else. Uh, I saw that in one of the future ones. It said based off characters, and it was based off the screenwriter. Oh, uh, okay. So he wasn't even getting that credit. So well, he, he helped start it, but that's yeah. What that's a I guess it. I guess he didn't he didn't see the future on it. No, because his eyes were turned towards stealth. <laughs> <laughs> Our last character, if we take a look, uh, let's not forget about sweet, bikini-clad Jessica Biel. Yeah. Steve's favorite character in the movie. I mean, there's not that many characters <laughs> to like, so. My favorite was the angsty teenage jet. Yeah, you would like the angsty. Uh, uh, no, my favorite character was the one that, the government official guy that they only shot through a window in like a very weird, uh, voyeuristic way. Like, what the fuck was that about? It was, yeah, it I was, get he's like in a government building, but like, do you have to shoot every single scene of his like through the window? It was really weird because I actually just saw the post today, and like all the scenes with Nixon are mm-hmm. shot from like the exterior, looking through the window of the oh, White okay. House, in the back of his head. And yeah. It's like the same shot. <laughs> yeah, like that kind of makes sense because like you're you're portraying a known public figure. Yeah, and, and like, they, I think it was to... and it was actually for I assume from why I, uh, I didn't actually look into this, so you could tweet me at at. Uh, report pod and tell me I'm wrong, um, but I assume it's just the real Nixon audio, and that's yeah. why they shot it that yeah, way. Yeah, that makes sense. But this this had no reason to be like voyeuristic through the government window of this guy who was like helping finance the drone for Sam Shepard's general. Um, yeah, he still won your heart. By the way, yeah, he was my favorite. He was a great, great character. That every time I saw him on screen, it was nauseating. Uh, <laughs> it's the motion. Oh, by the way, Sam Shepard kills himself in the uh, bathroom. Wow. After they're going to arrest him. Spoilers. Anyway, so uh, I think Cohen, Lucas, I mean, Cohen, Lucas didn't really, uh, didn't fare well from this. Fox shrugged this off. I think Jane, Jessica Biel ultimately walked away pretty okay from this movie as well. Yeah. Um, I yeah. I don't know. I mean, I don't feel like she, I mean, she's married to Justin Timberlake, right? I, I, I don't know. You know I don't read people. That's literally the last thing I could think of, like, of her most recently in my mind. Well, right off the bat, I think um, she has an advantage because I think if I said, hey, everybody, raise your hand if you know who Jessica Biel is, we're already getting some hands. I'm like, yeah, Josh Lucas. definitely. Um, yeah, there's a lot of Seventh Heaven fans out there. In 2006, uh, she starred in The Illusionist. I never did see that. It's really good. Yeah, I've heard that. Came out right around the Prestige. Yeah, and it was like this weird competition, mm-hmm. but they're both really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, Two thousand seven, she got to rub elbows with Nick Cage and Next, and that's you know everybody wants me to move it. Everyone, Cage. yeah, no, that's, that's a goal. On talk about a list. money maker, guaranteed. <laughs> he, you don't do Nick Cage money movies for money, Steve. You do it for the experience. <laughs> it's like drugs. <laughs> 
So Beale, uh, she continued to land roles in, in pretty well-known movies throughout, you know, after this. Um, I'm sure people have heard of some of these movies, like I Now Pronounce You Chuck and Larry, mm-hmm. the A-Team remake, uh, the Total Recall remake. Didn't see that one. Hmm. Uh, A-Team, Total Recall. I saw Jessica, the A-Team. Jessica Beale really likes remakes, I think. Yeah, she's a, she's a remake machine. Cha- Texas Chainsaw. Yeah, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Uh, I did see Hitchcock, but I don't really remember her in it. I think her star power has waned recently, all right? In the last six years, following Total Re- Total Recall, I mean, people still know Jessica Biel, but let me ask you this, Steve. Have you heard of any... I'm going to list you some movies right. since 2006. All right. Tell me how many of these you have heard of. You already mentioned one, so we got that down. But The Tall Man. Mm-mm. Not The Slender Man, The Tall Man. No, that's not even out yet. I know, but just, it sounds <laughs> like a ripoff. Right, it does. Uh, playing for Keeps. Uh, that sounds like it could have been a Hallmark original. You're right, it was actually uh, ABC <laughs> Family or Freeform. Hitchcock, or which you said you've seen. I have. So seen we it. got one there. All Come right. on, that Anthony Hopkins played Hitchcock. How did you not see that? All right. Well, that, I'm just. This is literally naming all of them. Okay. Like some of there's some, but I'm just saying the point is that a majority of these, I think. All right. Mm, the truth about Emmanuel. Is right. that a Christian film? Like I don't. Uh, accidental <laughs> accidental love uh nope bleeding heart what the book of love all right i'm she's like working for like a kind a murder right spark which was an animated film okay does that ring a bell nope all right and her most recent movie shock and awe which you probably haven't heard of because it's directed by rob reiner and it has a pretty good cast list, actually. Mm. Woody Harrelson, Tommy Lee Jones, God, James Marsden, Willie and uh, Willie, Mila Jovovich. But uh, <laughs> Willie Jovovich, <laughs> she like she's like I the, know her first she's like the Clint races. Howard to. <laughs> she has a nickname, Willie. <laughs> <laughs> Outside of but uh, that movie actually has a 2017 release date, and I'd never heard of it. So I was looking into it, and apparently, if you look in IMDb. That release date is for a film festival in Switzerland mm. and a film festival in the United Arab Emirates. So, and Rob Reiner, who directed it, uh, I saw an interview where he said he's supposedly having trouble finding U.S. distribution for that movie. Huh. So even though it has a ca- pretty good cast list, I don't know what's going on. Like, Maybe it's, I don't know, it could just not be good. So anyway, yeah, uh, I think her career's fallen off a bit, but still, she's making movies. Yeah. And she's still sort of relevant, so... She is only 35. She's got time. So, uh, stealth didn't... Su- Surprisingly, the only person that died in stealth did the best following I know, stealth. right? Yeah, that's the thing. Is like the end when they're, when they're standing at the back of the USS Abraham Lincoln, which was an actual aircraft carrier used in partnership with the Navy. Uh, they're like looking out sad after they had the funeral, and I think they're really just upset that they had to spend more days making this film than Jimmy <laughs> Fox did. Record the amount of blood accumulated in body cavities. Alright, so we've talked about the uh, the issues, we talked about what went wrong, we talked about the after effects. Uh, so let me ask you this, Steve. Mm-hmm. We're all ready for it. You got your, your pad and paper out. Oh, yeah, no, totally. What wounds were fatal, Steve? What is the cause of death of stealth 2005? Hmm... 
as opposed to Stealth 2000. I mean, it's a very generic name. It is I actually name. they got sued for the name. I oh, for God's trailer. sake! Some guy said that he trademarked the word Stealth, and he did not win that. Yeah, that's a tough. It was some famous like the guy has a Wikipedia page. Apparently, he like just sits on a bunch of copyrights for like generic words, and then tries to sue people. I thought they had a, a law against that in some. I think degree he got uh, taken down. <laughs> um, well, I want to blame the timing. But it also is just really boring. Ah, but I don't know. I'm. Mm, that's a tough combination. I think it's like a a uh, a fatal gut stab with a of timing from the timing blade and like a a blunt hit to the head with a, just a terrible script. It's a bit of overkill. A little, little <laughs> A little combination. It's like, it was like murdering a dealer, deer with a fifty cal. <laughs> um, I, I mean, I agree. I think, uh, I think it's cause of death really was the comp, the stiff competition, which I'd love to just like say, Wedding Crashers killed this film just because mm-hmm. it's a funny image and it's sort it of true. It is kind of funny because I think a lot of, a lot of like bros who would have gone to see, oh yeah, let's go see the fucking plane movie. Well, yeah, it's about cool pilots like this. Oh, I'm a, I want to be a pilot. I love Incubus. Bang all the kid. Yeah. I saw the Incubus music video they made with the footage. I relate so much to this plane. I too hate my dad. <laughs> <laughs> but instead, they went to see Wedding Crashers. Yeah, I want to see fucking chicks get banged at the weddings and holy shit, a chick's crazy. Chicks are crazy. Yeah, what's the, that Amy Adams? It's like, no, it's Ella Fisher. Ah, uh, whatever. <laughs> Well, she's got red hair. <laughs> yeah, um, so I think that was a huge thing. Uh, I mean, Charlie and Chocolate Factory also helped uh, kick it in the nuts a few times. But, uh, I mean, these movies they just have very stiff God, competition. That movie kicked me in the nuts, by the way. So they ran into some very stiff competition, which I think killed the shit out of them. Um, the movie wasn't good enough to stand up to it without that competition. So that's what it was really a combination, mm-hmm. obviously. But it could have... Uh, Maybe just been wounded really bad without the comment. Yeah, I mean, I was gonna say I was looking at this up and I was I was glance I so I pulled up some other aviation movies. I was gonna say maybe we would perform like some of these other aviation movies. Yeah, and I was like, when I was thinking of this, I was like, maybe this would have performed my more like a Sky Captain in the World of Tomorrow. And then I realized Sky Captain in the World of Tomorrow <laughs> bombed really bad. Was not a good movie. Right. And then I was like, oh well, that doesn't help my argument. And then I was like, what's another? I was trying to think of more movies, mm-hmm. and I thought of Flyboys. Because I thought Flyboys was a fun movie when I watched it, but that's just because we had a re, it, re, uh, me and my friends watched it. And we, I don't think I've ever seen that. It has James Franco in it, and it's a World War One movie about fighter pilots in the uh, first okay. war. And it's ridiculous. It's not a good movie, <laughs> but we like just made a bunch of jokes through it, and it was a fun time. Uh, but that movie, uh, so Flyboys, made fourteen point eight million dollars <laughs> total worldwide. <laughs> Woo! On a sixty million dollar budget. Oh no, maybe that's another future podcast. <laughs> so what I'm getting at is, um, maybe another reason it died is because apparently people don't really care about jet movies unless you're Top Gun. Well, all right, now and Top Gun, yeah, I would, I, I don't like Top Gun personally. Uh, I've always never really understood people's obsession with it. But let me let me post another film to you that was a big success and see if you count this into independence day i do not no i do not it's not independence day it is air force one god no 
Come on. Know, fighter it's, jets? It's, it's on it a just plane, has to do with a jet. But it's a jet. They're in the air. You got Gary Oldman. But it's, it's Die Hard Get in a plane. Get off my plane. It's Die Hard in a plane, though. But it's on a plane, but and people loved it. It's not about fire pilots. It's not about dog There's some fights. fighter jets in there at points. They're flying nearby. Oh, I do not count that. If you agree with me, tweet I mean, us at that's, that's aviation. If you go just by aviation, that I I put that in there. If you go by like fighter jets, all right. Well, I'm gonna say fighter jets. Well, I'm gonna go watch Air Force One. <laughs> you do that. I don't think it's gonna hold up well. I don't, Even as actually, a Harrison Ford fan, I remember not really liking that. It's movie. at it's only at a six point five on uh, IMDb. Um, yeah, I don't I don't think I don't remember. Being that movie great. made some money though. It did. But I do not count that at all. It is not about jet fighters and people flying or dog fighting and stuff like that. I mean, stealth is pilots dog and dog fighting. fighting. Yeah, I don't think people like fighter jets. I'm gonna be. I'm it's be surprising because there seems to be so much uh, nostalgia and like Top Gun love. Mm-hmm. And then when I'm looking, it's like you can't find. I like couldn't really find another successful movie uh, like about pilot like fighter. Uh, Plane pilots, airplane pilots, and dogfighting. Like that kind of movie. Pearl Harbor? <laughs> the only pilots there were kamikaze pilots. <laughs> As we move along these movies, like is stealth one that you would watch again in a s- circumstance? Like a scenario? Is there a scenario where you'd find yourself... Oh, I'd rather that. get circumcised than watch stealth again. Wow. Take that for circumstance. Wow. All right. <laughs> Yeah, they went with the, the circum there. Um, yeah, I don't think like this. It, it just there's nothing like fun to even make fun of in this film. It didn't feel like it's just boring. I mean, you can kind of have some fun with Jamie Fox and all his innuendo, but then and the characters are unlikable. Yeah, um, yeah, I would not would not go out of my way to watch this again, and I don't think uh, I don't think that'll be an issue. I would not give Stealth five stars. That's okay. <laughs> but what I would give five stars is the autopsy report. <laughs> That's a good point. ITunes. Ah, I see what you did there. I see what you did there. Uh, yes. Don't be a square. Be a star. Five, five stars. stars. <laughs> Plus, uh, if we get uh, if we get real big, we could ignore you at cons. <laughs> you could come up and say, oh my God, I like, love your podcast. And I'll be like, fuck off. Fuck off. That'd be $20. <laughs> I'll spit on your in your picture. I don't mm-hmm. sign. Here's some DNA. Why would you give your DNA out to people, though? Oh, that's true. They yeah. could clone me. I don't want that. And they can make sex bots more. out of me. Oh, my God. <laughs> hey, if you like what you're hearing, don't forget to follow us on Facebook and Twitter at AT Report Pod. Smash those shares and likes, and if you throw in a tweet, Steve will send you a racist pic. And while you're on iTunes, don't forget to leave us a review. Five stars, preferably. Review, show us your love. And we all just want to be, want to be loved. But don't stray too far. Next time, we'll throw another movie on the slab right here on The Autopsy. You know, I don't think I ever did bring this up earlier. This movie is called Stealth. Mm-hmm. And it's not about stealth fighters. No. Like when I, I thought this movie was going to be like, this is our new state-of-the-art stealth fighter. Right. It turns invisible and no one sees it coming. And it does secret bombing runs. It's like, no, this is just a fucking fighter jet. There's literally a part he's like, what's the radar floor in North Korea? And it's like, oh, 15 feet. And he's like, oh, we can fly under that. And I was like, well, all right. I mean, that seems stupid, but... Uh, <laughs> 
It's like, oh, we'll fly under the radar screen and fly right over people who'd be like, oh, hey, there's a jet flying 10 feet off the ground. Could you see it? No, it's very stealthy. I, <laughs> I didn't see shit. Yeah, like there's no. My face hurts from the afterthrusters. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you might just burn and blind and deaf like everyone that it passes by. But uh, they go to like Mach 5 or something. Oh, yeah. At one point. Yeah. I guess real stealth planes go fast. But, but I just like the idea of being like, it's so stealthy. And so <laughs> it's flying by and just breaks the sound yeah. barrier and blows out. Windows. It's so loud. Yeah. 